Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are the Bride Radio is the voice of the true Bride of Christ. Engage the bride of Christ to stand up and take your place in the army in the kingdom. We recognize our battle is not with flesh and blood, but with the principalities and the powers of the air. We are a ministry of prayer, and we highlight what God is doing through other ministries and ministers across the globe. We provide a platform for ministers and a place for the bride to come together and rally around each other, hold up each other's arms, and pray for one another. WATV Radio celebrates the various missions that God has called each one of us to in this army, so we desire to promote and enhance the bride as a whole. Go, bride! Our soon-coming king awaits. This is a WATB disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this show do not necessarily reflect the views of We Are the Bride Ministries, We Are the Bride Radio, or We Are the Bride Television. Thank you. And we are going to study the book of Nehemiah. So let's go ahead and pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for all of these authors of these books in this Bible. Thank you, Lord, that they were able to document and scribe what we need to know in this hour because we are the generation that's closed in this book. So teach us today, Lord, just like we prayed in the beginning when we did the Bam In Your Face Devil Bible Studies when we started in 2018, we prayed and asked you, Lord, that as we read the Bible, that you take us back in time to allow us to experience what they experienced back in that day. So, Lord, bring this word to life. This is the bread of life. So, teach us today, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. All right, Brad. Before I get started, I just want to tell you that I am really enjoying my time in this cabin. Uh, I am moving on with my books, my writing. And so, God is good. I love... Uh, taking care of this lady here. She is such a blessing. Oh, she, of course, I told you God gave me a dream about how special she is to him. So, the Lord is amazing. Here we go. Book of Nehemiah. All right. The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakaliah. And it came to pass in the month Chislu in the 20th year as I was in Shushan, the palace. That Hanani, one of the brethren, came, he and certain men of Judah, 
And I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said unto me, The remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Wow. What does that sound like, Brad? It sounds like a lot of chaos is going on in Nehemiah's day, doesn't it? Because it says the remnant that are left of the captivity there in the providence are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. And it came to pass when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days, and fasted, and prayed before the God of heaven, and said, I beseech thee, okay, pause, 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 we just finished that Bible study of, uh, where was it, Romans 1, and we talked about disobedience, when God calls you to do something, you don't do it, so you sacrifice and you do something else to make everybody think you're doing really good. You're really doing good, but really you're not because your disobedience is going to breed sickness and all of this other kind of stuff. Isn't that funny that Nehemiah is going down this road as well? Because what is Nehemiah doing? All this chaos is happening, just like I told you in that Bible study. When chaos is happening, sickness is happening, things are out of control, something's wrong. So get on your face before God and ask him, seek God, have I disobeyed you somewhere? Bring it back to my remembrance. Uh, what have I done? You know, have I opened a door to the enemy somewhere? Okay, and God will show you. So what is Nehemiah doing? They've got chaos going on and back in that day, and Nehemiah does that. The very thing. And I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God that keeps covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments. Let thine ear now be attentive and thy eyes open, that thou mayest hear the prayer of your servant, which I pray before thee now night and day for the children of Israel, your servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against thee. Both I and my father's house have sinned. You know what this reminds me of, Brian, was back in 2018. Uh, remember, 2017 is when God had me travel the country and pray. And he, he revealed to me the sickness on that mega revival tour. And then in 2018, he showed me, uh, he asked me to form a team to repent. So we repented for the church and repented for the nations. I mean, for the nations. That's exactly what Nehemiah was doing here, repenting on behalf of his own people. We have dealt very corruptly against thee and have not kept the commandments, nor the statutes, nor the judgments which thou commandest thy servant Moses. Which is what I was saying, Brad, about the repentance that needs to take place in this country before God. If we want God to turn around, it's going to have to be true repentance. Remember, I beseech thee, because what did Nehemiah do right here? Nehemiah was honest with God. Nehemiah was honest with God, and he said, God, look at all the things we've done to you. We have been, we have treated you wrongly. We have corrupted, okay? So, 
Remember, I beseech thee the word that thou commanded your servant Moses, saying, If you transgress, I will scatter you abroad among the nations. But if you turn unto me and keep my commandments and do them, Bride, I'm hearing this in the spirit right now. This goes for you as well with the sickness. Just like we prayed. If you ask God, how have I disobeyed you? Where have I went wrong? Why is this chaos happening in my life? And then God reveals it because you did not do what I told you to do. Or you did this and opened up a door. This is what God is. This is his answer unto you. Okay. You said, but if you turn unto me. And keep my commandments, which means stop doing it. This is how you know a true Christian, okay? And do them, though there were of you cast into the uttermost part of heaven, yet will I gather them from thence and will bring them unto the place which I have chosen to set my name there. Now these are thy servants and thy people whom thou hast redeemed by thy great power and thy great strong hand. O Lord, I beseech thee, let now thine ear be attentive to the prayer of thy servant and to the prayer of your servants who desire, come on now, to fear your name. How do they desire to fear his name? By honoring him. Okay. And prosper, I pray thee, thy servant this day, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man, for I was the king's cupbearer. Oh, okay. So Nehemiah is the king's cupbearer. So he is telling God, God, I have fear. I fear you today. Chapter 2. And it came to pass in the month Nisan, in the 20th year of Artaxerxes, the king, that wine was before him. And I took up the wine and gave it to the king. Now I had not been before time sad in his presence. Wherefore the king said unto me, Why is your countenance sad, seeing thou art not sick? This is nothing else but sorrow of heart. Then I was sore afraid, very sore afraid, and said unto the king, Let the king live forever. Why should not my countenance be sad when the city, the place of my father's sepulchres, lie waste, and the gates thereof are consumed with fire? Then the king said unto me, For what does thou make request? So I prayed to the God of heaven. Now listen, the king is asking Nehemiah, Why are you sad, Nehemiah? And Nehemiah says, I'm sad because my people are hurting. And then the king turns around and says, Well, what can I do to bless you? Instead of him just coming out and saying, he asked God first. And I said unto the king, if it please the king, and if thy servant has found favor in your sight, that thou wouldest send me into Judah, unto the city of my father's sepulchres, that I may build it. And the king said unto me, the queen also sitting by him, For how long shall your journey be, and when will you return? So it pleased the king to send me, and I set him a time. Moreover, I said unto the king, If it please the king, let letters be given me to the governors beyond the river, that they may convey me over until I come unto Judah. Now, bride, if I'm remembering right from our last study of Ezra, this is the same king that serves God. 
This is the same king that desires to please God. Remember, he said, y'all finish that temple, and if you need anything from the king, you let me know. And a letter unto Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, that he may give me timber to make beams for the gates of the palace, for appertain to the house and for the wall of the city and for the house that I shall enter into. And the king granted me according to the good hand of my God upon me. Then I came to the governors beyond the river and gave them the king's letters. Now the king had sent captains of the army and horsemen with me. When Sambalat the Hornonite and Tobiah the servant, the Ammonite, heard of it, it grieved them exceedingly that there came a man to seek the welfare of the children of Israel. Aww. So I came to Jerusalem and was there three days. And I arose in the night, and some few men with me, neither told I any man what my God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem. Neither was there any beast with me, save the beast that I rode upon. And I went out by night by the gate of the valley, even before the dragon well, and to the dome port, and viewed the walls of Jerusalem, which were broken down, and the gates thereof were consumed with fire. Then I went on to the gate of the fountain and to the king's pool, but there was no place for the beast that was under me to pass. Then I went up in the night by the brook and viewed the wall and turned back and entered by the gate of the valley and so returned. And the rulers knew not whether I went or what I did. Neither had I as yet told it to the Jews, nor to the priests, nor to the nobles, nor to the rulers, nor to the rest that did the work. Then said I unto them, You see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem lies waste, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. Come and let us build up the wall of Jerusalem, that we be no more a reproach. Then I told them of the hand of God, of the hand of my God, which was good upon me, as also the king's words that he had spoken unto me. And they said, Let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. But when Sambalit the Horonite and Tobiah the servant and Ammonite and Jesum and Arab, Arabian heard it, they laughed us to scorn and despised us and said, What is this thing that you do? Will you rebel the king? Then answered I and them and said unto them, The God of heaven, he will prosper us. Therefore we his servants will arise and build, but you have no portion nor right nor memorial in Jerusalem. In other words, what did he do, bride? He separated. Here we go again. Separating the remnant from the false, from the fake. Now, what are we seeing happen? We're only in chapter 2. What are we seeing happen in Nehemiah's day? Nehemiah saw the corruption of his people. Nehemiah saw the corruption of the land. He cried unto God, God have mercy upon my people. So what did Nehemiah do? He went to the king. The king granted him what he needed. So he's telling the remnant, okay, even though... They're doing all this, and judgment is happening. Remember all the fires and whatnot? Judgment is happening. What are we to do, the remnant? What are we to do? We can still build. We can still go forward. The judgment that's coming 
the judgment that is here, the judgment that was there, does not affect the kingdom. Why? Because we can prosper even when they are going off in calamity. That is what is happening right here. So, Brad, I'm just telling you, ask the Lord, what do you want me to do? Even if God tells you, I want you to go and I want you to build this huge tower. And I want you to put Jesus is Lord on the outside. You know, just whatever God tells you to do. And in your rational mind, you're thinking, well, that's dumb. I shouldn't do that in this hour. All these crazy things are happening. People will think I'm crazy. It does not matter. If God wants you to do that, he will give you the money, just like he gave me the money in Washington when he sent me up there with $9 in a suitcase. Remember, I should do a book on that, $9 in a suitcase. When God has a mission for you, Brad, he will give you the money to do it. He will help you to do it. He will give you the strategic plans to do it. What's the difference? The heart. The heart of obedience. The heart of, I will sacrifice all to honor you, Lord. The, what I mean by that is, uh, whatever you want, you can have it. Take it all. Nothing I have is mine. My house is not mine. My car is not mine. My clothes are not mine. My kids are not mine. My money's not mine. Nothing I have is mine. None of it's yours, Brad. Only pride rises up and says, oh, I have all these wonderful things. I am all this and a bag of chips. No, we're not. We are servants of the Most High God. Everything that we have is on loan. God can take them anytime. Anytime he wants. We have to know that so that these material things do not have us. Because God may have you give it away. Are you going to hold on to something so tight that you will never achieve your destiny? I have seen people raise animals. They will pick those animals over their destiny. I mean, seriously, they will keep those animals and they will be tied down for 15 or 20 years over that animal. Instead of asking God, what am I supposed to do? They will not obey God because they love that dog so much. They will keep that dog. You see what I mean? Like, people, what are you holding on to? You have to be willing to let go to obey. You have to trust the Lord. And some, there will be somebody else to love that animal. There will be somebody else to take care of that. You have to obey the Lord. And so, of course, God does everything in decency and in order. I'm not saying leave your husband and run off to California. You know? I'm not saying that. But I am saying that, you know, all these things are temporal. Okay? All these things on the earth are temporal things. And nothing we have is ours. We have to be willing to let it go and to obey God and to go. So as we're studying Nehemiah, that's what Nehemiah is saying. Okay, Nehemiah went and repented to God on behalf of his people. Nehemiah has the revelation that there is the remnant that is still listening to God. There is a remnant that still cares about what God is doing in the midst of the judgment and in the midst of the destruction. 
God is still building in Nehemiah's day. And that's the word that God has for us. The remnant, even though the judgment's happening, even though all these terrible things are happening out there and, and the mainstream church is partnering with the ecumenical movement and they're all going one world religion and everything's becoming universalism, pluralism, all the other isms that are happening out there does not affect the true church. The key is we cannot be tainted in attaching to those things. We've got to let them go. Every time we study, every time we get together, God talks to us about separating ourselves from the unclean thing. He does not want us to be polluted. He does not want us to be corrupted. All right, so let's continue here. All right, so. Uh, where was we at? Okay, so, uh, okay, here we go. Verse 17, Nehemiah 2, verse 17. Then said I unto them, You see the distress that we are in, how Jerusalem layeth waste, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. In other words, the judgments here, all the calamity and chaos. Come and let us build up a wall of Jerusalem that there be no more reproach. So in other words, we cannot control what everybody else is doing out there, but we can control the integrity of the true church. Then I told them of the hand of my God, which was good upon me, and also the king's words that he had spoken unto me, and they said, Let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. But when Sambalit the Horonite and Tobiah the servant and Ammonite and Gisham, okay, I read this, heard it, they laughed us to scorn and despised us and said, what is this thing that you do? Will you rebel against the king? So in other words, yes, we're going to have people come against us. Yes, we're going to have scoffers and laughers. Then answered I unto them and said unto them, the God of heaven, he will prosper us. God will be our protector. He's the one looking out for us. In God we trust. Therefore, we, his servants, will arise and build, for you have no portion, nor right, nor memorial in Jerusalem. Chapter 3. Then Eliashib, the high priest, rose up with his brethren, the priests, and they builded the sheep gate, which, and they sanctified it, and set up the doors of it, even unto the tower of Mia, they, they sanctified it unto the tower of Haniel. And next unto him builded the men of Jericho, and next to them builded Zachar the son of Emery. But the fish gate did the sons of Hassanah build, who also laid the beams thereof, and set up the doors thereof, the locks thereof, and the bars thereof. And next unto them repaired Merimoth the son of Urijah, the son of Koz, and next unto them repaired Meshulam, the son of Barakah, the son of Meshizabel. And next unto them repaired Zadok, the son of Bana. And next unto them the Canaanites repaired, or the Tekites repaired. But their nobles put not their necks to the work of the Lord. Wow! Moreover, the old gates repaired Jehodia, the son of Pasiah, and Meshulam, the son of Besodia. 
They laid the beams thereof and set up the rocks thereof and the locks thereof and the bars thereof. Now, remember, Brian, I'm going to pause right here and tell you. Remember when I said that the people that wrote these books were modern-day scribes. They're like journalists of our day. We're scribes. Uh, they're documenting what is happening in the world today. Okay, so when they tell you this person did this and this person did this and this person did this, it is recorded in the Chronicles of Time. So it's important enough that these people got their names in the book. And next unto them repaired Melaita, the Gibeonite, and Jaden, the Marathite, and men of Gibeon of Mitzvah unto the throne of the governor on this side of the river. Next unto him repaired Uziel, the son of Harhaiah, the goldsmiths. Next unto him also repaired Hananiah, the son of one of the apothecaries. And they fortified Jerusalem unto the broad wall. And next unto them repaired Repaiah, the son of Hur, the ruler of the half part of Jerusalem. And next unto them repaired Jedidiah, the son of Hermah, even over against his house. And next unto him repaired Hattush, the son of Hashbaniah, Malkijah, the son of Haram, the Hashab, the son of Pathamoab repaired the other piece and the tower of the furnaces. And next unto him repaired Shalom, the son of Halosha, Halohesh, the ruler of the half part of Jerusalem, he and his daughters. The valley gate repaired Hanun, and the inhabitants of Zenoa, they built it, and set up the doors thereof, the locks thereof, and the bars thereof, and a thousand cubits on the wall unto the dung gate. But the dung gate repaired Malkiah, the son of Rechab, the ruler of part of Bethesarim. He built it and set up the doors thereof, the locks thereof, and the bars thereof. But the gate of the fountain repaired Shalom, the son of Kohose, the ruler of part of Mitzvah. He built it and covered it and set up the doors thereof, the locks thereof, and the bars thereof. And the wall of the pool of Silo by the king's garden and unto the stairs that go down from the city of David. Let me pause there because when I was in London, I traveled through Europe and I went to this city called the uh, Bath. That was the name of the city, Bath. Bride, I'm reading this and I'm thinking about that beautiful city, you know, from way back then. The Roman baths, all oh, so immaculate bride. How they could design buildings back then, the way they did with nothing. Uh, the baths were just beautiful. I mean, just, you would have to see it to know what I'm talking about, how beautiful. So when I'm hearing them talking about how they did the doors and the locks, you know, I think about how meticulous they was in their design. After him repaired, we're in verse 16. We're in Nehemiah chapter 3, verse 16. After him repaired Nehemiah, the son of Azbuk, the ruler of the half part of Beth Zur, unto the place over against the sepulchres of David, and to the pool that was made, and unto the house of the mighty. After him repaired the Levites, Rehum, the son of Bani. Next to him repaired Heshbiah, the ruler of half part of Keilah, and his part. After him repaired their brethren, Bavia the son of Hanadad, the ruler of half part of Keilah. 
And next to him repaired Ezer, the son of Jeshua, the ruler of Mitzpah, another piece over against the going up to the armory at the turning of the wall. After him, Baruch, sounds like Brock, doesn't it? <laughs> Baruch, the son of Zeba, earnestly repaired the other piece from the turning of the wall unto the door of the house of Elishab, the high priest. After him repaired Merimoth, the son of Urijah, the son of Koz, another piece, from the door of the house of Eliashib, even unto the end of the house of Eliashib. And after him repaired the priest, the men of the plain. After him repaired Benjamin and Heshub over against their house. After him repaired Azariah, the son of Messiah, the son of Ananiah, by his house. After him repaired Banua the son of Hinnadad, another piece, from the house of Azariah, unto the turning of the wall, even into the corner. Palel, the son of Uzziah, over against the turning of the wall. And the tower which lieth out from the king's high house, that was before the court of the prison, after him Padiah, the son of Perosh. Moreover, the Nethanims dwelt in Ophel, unto the place over against the water gate toward the east, and the tower that lieth out. After them, the Tokites repaired another piece over against the great tower that lieth out, even unto the wall of Ophel. From above the horse gate, I'm on a horse farm, uh, from above the horse gate repaired the priest, everyone over against his house. After them repaired Zodak, the son of Emer, over against his house. After him repaired also Shemaiah, the son of Shechaniah, the keeper of the east gate. After him repaired Hananiah, the son of Shelemiah, and Hanun, the sixth son of Zelpah, another piece. After him repaired Meshulam, the son of Bereshiah, over against his chamber. After him repaired Melchiah, the goldsmith's son unto the place of the Nethanims and of the merchants over against the gate Mikpad and to the going up of the corner. And between the going up of the corner unto the sheep gate repaired the goldsmiths and the merchants. So what it sounds like to me, Brad, is that God used all different realms of people, all different types of people to be a part of rebuilding this wall. That's pretty cool. Chapter 4. But it came to pass, let me get a drink. All right, but it came to pass that when Sambalat heard that we builded the wall, he was wroth and took great indignation and mocked the Jews. And he spoke before his brethren and the army of Samaria and said, what do these feeble Jews? Will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a day? Will they revive the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish which are burned? Now Tobiah the Ammonite was by him, and he said, Even that which they build, if a fox go up, he shall even break down their stone wall. So they're mocking them, see? Hear, O our God, for we are despised, and turn their reproach upon their own head, and give them for a prey in the land of captivity. Well, reading this... I can see how some people, which I'm going to pause and say this, I can see how some people 
do this reverse the curse deal where they say, okay, you're going to put a curse on me, Lord, put it back on them. So I can see why they do that off of this verse, but I also feel like these people are humans and they are just led by spirits. So why would we want these evil spirits to destroy that person? We want them uh, to be healed. We want them to be delivered. We don't want them to be cursed. That's not them speaking. Remember this, Brad. Our battle's not with flesh and blood. So we don't want them to be destroyed by their own mouth that the enemy is using. And thank you very much, Miss Judy. Thank you uh, for the compliment. Okay, and cover not their iniquity, and let not their sin be blotted out from before thee, for they have provoked thee to anger before the builders. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, I may have a different perspective here. We love what God loves, and we hate what God hates. So that's what Nehemiah is saying here. God, if they hate your work, and they hate what you're doing here, everything they're speaking against us, put it back on them. Bam! In your face, devil. You will not touch God's wall. So basically, that's what they're saying. So build we the wall, and all the wall was joined together into the half thereof, for the people had a mind to work. But it came to pass that when Sambalat and Tobiah and the Arabians and the Ammonites and the Ashdodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were made up and that the breaches began to be stopped, then they were very wroth. And conspired all of them together to come and fight against Jerusalem and to hinder it. Nevertheless, <laughs> in other words, our circumstances do not, they do not affect us. Nevertheless, we made our prayer unto God and set a watch against them day and night because of them. So God helped them and prepared them. And Judah said, the strength of the bearers of burdens is decayed, and there is much rubbish, so that we are not able to build the wall. And our adversaries said, they shall not know, neither see, till we come in the midst of them and slay them and cause their work to cease. And it came to pass that when the Jews which dwelt by them came, they said unto us ten times, from all places whence you shall return unto us, they will be upon you. Therefore said I in the lower places behind the wall and on the higher places. I even set the people after their families with their swords, their spears, and their bows. So in other words, they had everybody that was a part of building this wall. They all, can y'all imagine the scenario right now? You've got all the enemies of God out there and they're all saying, we're going to destroy this wall. How dare them when all of us are suffering? You can imagine what they're saying. We're all out here suffering. We're in the judgment of God, and we don't like them prospering. Come on, this is coming for us. The bride will prosper in the midst of the famine. We don't like them prospering. We don't like them uh, being blessed in the midst of our suffering. So we're going to come against them with everything we got. So Nehemiah's team get all their families together. And they all say, all right, you know what? We're the remnant, and we're going to fight together, and we're going to defend God's name. So, nevertheless, we made our prayer unto God and set a watch against them day and night because of them. And Judah said, the strength of the bearers of burdens is decayed and there is much rubbish so that we are not able to build the wall. And our adversaries said, blah, blah, blah. Okay, but down in verse 13, chapter 4. 
Therefore set I in the lower places behind the wall and on the higher places. I even set the people after their families with their swords, their spears, and their boats. And I looked and rose up and said unto the nobles and to the rulers, Oh, 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 oh. oh right, I'm getting fired up thinking about this, boy. Are we about to see a war take place? Let's see what's happening here. Where am I at? Oh, okay. And I looked and rose up and said unto the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest of the people, Be not afraid of them. Remember the Lord, which is great and terrible, and fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. <laughs> so Nehemiah stood up and he told them all. He said, Stop your whining. Don't you dare worry about all these people who are mad at you for prospering. Don't you dare listen to all these people out here that are just jealous. They're mad. Why? Because you love what God loves. You hate what God hates. You're defending God's name. You're speaking the truth. You are partnering with the truth. So when you do that, bride, and everybody else is mad at you and everybody else is putting you down and everybody else is trying to take you out and they've all formed this unity network and, and they're all working together to take you out, honey. What does Nehemiah do? He tells all them people, battle your stations. Don't you dare worry about them. Let me read that again, what Nehemiah said. I am fired up over here. Be not afraid of them. Remember the Lord which is great and terrible, and fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. In other words, come on now, don't be a bunch of wimps, you remnant. Get out there and stand up for your God. Get ready to fight. And it came to pass when our enemies heard that it was known unto us, and God had brought their counsel to naught, that we returned, all of us, to the wall, everyone into his work bam in your face devil the remnant come together in unity and the remnant stood on the wall and the remnant said our god is great and mighty and we shall not be moved in jesus they didn't say in jesus name but all right so here we go and it came to pass from that time forth that the half of my servants wrought in the work and the other half of them held by the spears <laughs> They came together in unity, half of them with the sword, half of them with the spears. And the other half of them both held the spears and the shields and the bows and the habergeons. And the rulers were behind all the house of Judah. They which built it on the wall and they which bear burdens with those that laden every one with his own hands wrought in the work and with the other hand held a weapon, baby. Come on now. They didn't let the devil stop them. In other words, one hand they're building and the other hand they got that sword ready to go to battle. Come on now. This is God talking to the remnant right now. Yes, it is. We are in a battle. Have your battle ready. All right, so here we go. And the bows and the habergeons and the rulers were behind all the house. They which build it on the wall and they which bear burdens with those that laid everyone with his own hands wrought in the work and with the other hand held a weapon. For the builders, everyone had his sword girded by his side, and so builded. Are you fired up, bride, or what? And he that wounded, that sounded the trumpet, was by me. Oh, where is the shofar, baby? Sound the shofar. We're not bowing down to you, yo devil. 
We're not going to cower down because you have formed this great network and you have formed this great army trying to take us out. You're all mad because we're prospering and building. Woo! For the, and I said unto the nobles, to the rulers, and to the rest of the people, the work is great and large. And we are separated upon the wall, one far from another. In what place, therefore, you hear the sound of the trumpet? Resort ye thither unto us. Our God shall fight for us. <laughs> Bam in your face, devil. Yes, yes, yes. Honey, they knew who was backing them up, baby. They knew God was on the throne. See, this is the difference. This is the difference. The remnant knows. Keep truth by your side. Protect God's image. Keep truth by your side. Protect God's image. And guess who's going to back you up? Yes. They said, okay, God will back us up. When you hear that trumpet, trust in God. Whew, don't y'all feel the fire of God right now? Mm. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And I said to the nobles and the rulers and the rest of the people, the work is great and large, and we are separated upon the wall one from another. In what place, therefore, you hear the sound of the trumpet? Resort ye here to us, and our God will fight for us. Mm. So we labored in the work, and half of them held the spears from the rising of the morning till the stars appeared. Likewise, at the same time, said I unto the people, Let every one with his servant lodge within Jerusalem, that in the night they may be a guard to us and labor in the day. So neither I nor my brethren nor my servants nor the men of the guard which followed me, none of us put off our clothes, saving that every one put them off for washing. Wow. Which means they were diligent, they were in unity, and they worked together and they trusted God. Bam! In your face, devil. Chapter 5, this is our last one today, Brad. And there was a great cry of the people and of their wives against their brethren, the Jews. For there were that said, We, our sons and our daughters, are many. Therefore we take up corn for them that we may eat and live. Some also there were that said, We have mortgaged our lands. I didn't know they did that back then, did you? We have mortgaged our lands, vineyards, and houses that we might buy corn because of the dirt. There were also that said, We have borrowed money for the king's tribute and that upon our lands and vineyards. Yet now our flesh is as the flesh of our brethren, our children as their children. And lo, we bring into bondage our sons and our daughters to be servants. And some of our daughters are brought into bondage already. Neither is it in our power to redeem them, for other men have our lands and vineyards. So in other words, they're talking about their injustice and their poverty and also their covetousness. Oh, I see now. Okay, got you, got you, got you. Okay, so they're saying we are suffering. Remember I told you they're saying they're suffering. And they're upset. And I was very angry when I heard their crying these words. This is Nehemiah talking. Then I consulted with myself, and I rebuked the nobles and the rulers, and said unto them, You exact usury, every one of his brother. And I said a great assembly against them. And I said unto them, We, after our ability, have redeemed our brethren the Jews, which were sold unto the heathen. Will you even now sell your brethren? Or shall you be sold unto us? Then held their peace and found nothing to answer. 
Also, I said, it is not good that what you're doing. Ought you not to walk in the fear of God because of the reproach of the heathen of our enemies? So what he's saying is, people, your, your priorities are in the wrong place. You're worried about material things. You need to worry about the fear of God. And that's what we're saying today. We need to worry about the fear of God more than we worry about all this other mess. I likewise and my brethren, my service, might ex extract of them money and corn. I pray you let us leave off this usury. Restore, I pray you to them even this day, their lands, their vineyards, their olive yards, and their houses. Also the hundred part of the money and of the corn of the wine, the oil that you exact of them. Then said they, we will restore them and will require nothing of them. So will we do as thou sayest. Then I called the priests and took an oath of them that they should do according to this promise. Also I shook my lap and said, So God shake out every man from his house and from his labor that performeth not this promise, even thus be he shaken out and emptied. And all the congregation said, Amen, and praised the Lord, and the people did according to this promise. So in other words, all of the remnant was restored. Everything that the devil stole from them is the way I took this. What about you? Moreover, from the time that I was appointed to be their governor in the land of Judah, from the 20th year even into and 30th year of our taxes to king, that is 12 years, I and my brethren have not eaten the bread of the governor. But the former governors that had been before me were chargeable unto the people and had taken of them bread and wine, beside forty shekels of silver. Yea, even their servants bear rule over the people, but so did not I because of the fear of God. Yea, also I continued in the work of this wall, neither bought we any land, and all my servants were gathered here unto the work. Moreover, there were at my table a hundred and fifty of the Jews and rulers, beside these that came unto us from among the heathen, that are about us. Now that which was prepared for me daily was one ox and six choice sheep. Also fowls were prepared for me, and once in ten days' store of all sorts of wine. Yet for all this required not I the bread of the governor, because the bondage was very heavy upon this people." Think about me, my God, for good, according to all that I have done for this people. In other words, they were self-sustainable through that whole process. Is God good or what, Brian? We saw God will back you up, baby. He will back you up when you are the remnant and you keep yourself pure and you keep yourself separated and you keep yourself... Um, you know, in obedience to God and you do not partner with all this other pollution and mess, God will protect you. Let me tell you, he will protect you. Well, Brian, this has been great today. I love Nehemiah. What an encouraging book. And of course, I loved Ezra. And so God is amazing how he is speaking to us today. He is speaking to us to fear God, trust God, don't worry about these other people that are out here when everything collapses and falls apart and all this and the judgment. You're going to have to not let that affect your vision, not let it affect your future because we are not affected by that. 
that is for the wicked. The, and it's for uh, the church to be corrected and put back into right alignment, the judgment. The judgment bride is mercy. In case you have not figured that out, judgment is mercy. Because the Father has to discipline those that are in disobedience. So, that's what I this whole Bible study has been about all day, both of them. Has been about us being back in right alignment, being in obedience, listening to God, having the fear of God, us seeking His face, us being honest with Him, us coming out from among them. Do not partner with the pollution. Do not partner with the unholy thing. Do not do all that. Separate yourself. Love what God loves. Hate what God hates and move forward. Okay, so I pray that this has encouraged you today, Bride, because... This is exactly where our country is at right now. So what does God want us to build? What does God want us to do in this hour? What is our mission? And definitely, while we are discovering what our mission is, God, how can we protect your name? How can we love what you love and hate what you hate and speak up for truth and not be ashamed? Just like it said in Romans, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. We will love what God loves and hate what he hates at all costs. Did I bring my communion set? Uh, you know, I haven't seen it, but I haven't unpacked all my boxes yet. I need to look. I haven't, I'll have to look, sister. All right, Brad. Well, I have enjoyed this Bible study today. I hope y'all are enjoying this Bible study. Uh, I am still working on my books and uh, getting everything together. So God is good. Amen. I love you, bride. God bless. I will see you tomorrow. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.